0: Welcome to this Truth Be Told special report. I'm Dean Ryan. I'm uh, joined today by some wonderful investigators that are no strangers to this show. Um, Mr. Kurt Haskell, whistleblower investigator, uh, joining us from Costa Rica, and also uh, Mr. James Fetzer, who you're probably wondering, why is he not in the frame? Uh, Apparently, Jim has been Cyber t- attacked, or, or, or his, he hasn't paid his cable bill, but he is not able to join us on this Skype transmission. Uh, so I want to welcome uh, you, gentlemen, for joining us for this special report today.
1: Not able to join you visually, Dean, but yeah, I'm <laughs> delighted to be here with Kurt.
0: Well, right, you're here for this uh, this spirit report, if you will.
2: <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm I'm glad to be here with you guys as always.
0: As always, uh, today, as always. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, today I, I want to declare this is one of the most definitive special reports uh, we have ever done because we have so many important things to cover today. And uh, uh, we're, we're going to go in chronological order. We're going to uh, cover, first of all, the, the recount with Jill Stein and the Clintons uh, trying to recount the election and tally of the votes. And then we're going to cover our, our favorite topic here on Truth Be Told, uh, the Pizzagate, the uh, spirit cooking, and then we're going to hamper down on something very important: of where is Julian Assange? Has WikiLeaks been taken over? And uh, what exactly is going on on that front? So, um, first, I want to I'm going to throw it to you, Kurt, because uh, this Jill Stein uh, Hillary Clinton um, tag team seems to be gaining traction in, in many of the states. Uh, but I know you've been following this very closely. Uh, what What is some of the analysis uh, you can give to this, uh, this ongoing event?
2: Okay, so what we have going on is we have Jill Stein, a, a third-party candidate from the Green Party, filing for recounts in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, three states that were very close that Trump won. Right. Uh, Jill Stein, though, only received around one percent of the vote in each of those states. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense for her to be filing uh, for these recounts. You know, the she would have to get five percent of the vote in those states to be able to get uh, federal funding in the next election. So, I mean, you're talking about her picking up four percent. Uh, In some of these states, you're talking about millions of votes or hundreds of thousands of votes, at least. So it's not going to happen. So what's really going on here? Uh, If you look into the details of what's going on throughout her entire campaign for the presidency, Jill Stein only raised around three million dollars. But for these recounts, she's raised something along the lines of 7 million. I don't know the exact amount, but it's maybe seven million, eight million. a lot more than she raised for her whole campaign and all done in just a few days. So it doesn't make any sense. This isn't any kind of grassroots movement. It's that, obvious by the amount she's raised. That, that's she, wasn't very able to, she wasn't able to raise that during her whole campaign. So what's that, really that, going on?
0: Jim, that's very interesting. Uh, Kurt raises a good point because uh, one of the recounts, or and, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the states that they're currently in is uh, uh, Wisconsin, where you seem to allegedly be currently. Uh, is that something to be uh, noteworthy, uh, Jim? Uh, a seven million to eight million dollar fundraising within days, more than she raised in her her, her whole campaign, and especially there in Wisconsin.
1: Well, it was virtually overnight, Dean. In fact, uh, the money was coming in at regular intervals, $160,000 an hour. It appears to have been being automatically deposited. Uh, we suspect that George Soros was the source. She waited until the last minute to file this uh, request in in Wisconsin. Uh, she's botched it badly because the deadline to file in Pennsylvania passed a week ago. In Michigan, they just finished a complete... Uh, count of all the votes, which was uh, uh, all with paper ballots. They don't use any election machines, electronic machines in Michigan, and in fact, it's so embarrassing that now a a judge in Wisconsin has rejected the request for hand counts, which would, you know, be a, a tedious undertaking, And, therefore, Jill Stein is now suing both Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. I mean, this is turning out to be a complete fiasco. And, in addition, because Hillary Clinton has joined in this request, Greg Jarrett has observed that she may have just squandered her get-out-of-jail-free card because Donald had been implying he wasn't keen on pursuing her. Frankly, I believe that's simply distancing him as the president from the law enforcement mechanism, the attorney general, and the director of the FBI, who are properly involved in pursuing investigations of this kind. But the fact is that if Hillary, uh, you know, wanted to stay in the good graces of the Donald, this is uh, precisely the opposite way to do it.
0: Very good point, Jim. And, and Kurt, this really comes at a very important time, Uh, not only the recount, but almost like a distraction because we see now a a, a stabbing in in, in, uh, Ohio State with uh, an alleged ISIS member. Uh, You know, this is at a time now where Pizzagate is is, is getting bigger. And and, and you bring this name up often, and I want you to kind of uh, address this, this Rita Katz person that comes up often when – there's a these these terror events, especially uh, in the wake of the recount that, that Jim was talking about in Wisconsin.
2: Right. Do you, do you mind if I mention a couple other things on the recount
0: first? Please go ahead. Okay. Uh, on the
2: recount, so you, as Jim mentioned, the money's coming in at roughly hundred sixty thousand dollars an hour to Jill Stein. So we know this isn't a grassroots effort. This is big funding behind it. Right. But what? Right. Why? Right. What's the purpose? The purpose is not to distract, in my opinion. The purpose is to delay. And we see this by her making these statements that she needs to raise all this money last minute and filing for these recounts last minute. It's not to flip these states to Hillary Clinton, because that would be about impossible. The The vote margin is too high, and Jim said there's already other issues with these recounts. They, what they're doing, and we're, we're seeing Hillary Clinton jump in with Jill Stein in these recounts. Hillary Clinton is the person behind these recounts. Jill Stein is the front person to take all the flack, because remember— uh, Donald Trump was asked in the third debate about accepting the results of the election, and Hillary Clinton really ripped into him, saying he'd be unpatriotic if he challenged election results, yada, yada, yada. So Hillary Clinton can't do this and safe face, so Jill Stein is the front person. But the goal is to not overturn those states. The goal is to delay. Delay the recounts, past the time for the electoral college to vote, so that those electors cannot vote for Donald Trump. They're trying to whittle away his electoral vote margin and they're probably behind the scenes threatening and bribing other electors to change their vote to Hillary Clinton. They don't think they have enough yet is how I see it. So they're trying to wipe out one, two, possibly three of these states. Now, one other interesting point we didn't talk about yet is now uh, people are ripping into Hillary Clinton and Jill Stein both. Hillary Clinton also wanted to challenge Florida, another state Donald Trump only won by a little bit. So what we see here today, we see another third-party candidate, Rocky De La Fuente, coming out and challenging Nevada. Now, Nevada is a small state won by Hillary Clinton. And now he says he's going to challenge Florida next. So the reason he challenged Nevada is a plausible deniability by Hillary Clinton. This is another guy. He got less than 1% of the vote. Now Hillary Clinton can say, look, I didn't challenge Michigan, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania. Look, one of my states is even getting challenged, one one that I won by a little bit, by a right. different third-party candidate. I have nothing to do it, with this.
0: And, Kurt, that is very interesting, and I want to segue. Uh, uh, but before we do segue, it is very interesting because... Uh, um, Jill Stein seems to be uh, the pawn in the game, the the fall guy, if you will, the heel, and has almost betrayed her own movement and support because she's on record for saying if Hillary Clinton does win the uh, presidency, she will start a nuclear war with Russia. So this is almost a uh, uh, 180-degree turn, if you will. But uh, moving forward, Jim, Kurt raises a good point that um, this is not even just a distraction. This is almost a delay because if they can delay it, they can get a constitutional crisis and almost declare a third term with the president, or right. God knows what. But but this is uh, the biggest smokescreen because we are uh, uh, the public is seeing the biggest um, scandal in in almost world history uh, come before our eyes with Pizzagate. Um, can yeah. you comment on that, Jim? Going forward into this uh, scandal looming before our eyes.
1: Well, I agree that they are terrified that if uh, the Donald is inaugurated that they're all going to have their heads, head hangs their necks in nooses, which is what Hillary uh declared to her staff after the Commander in Chief forum when Matt Lauer sure. asked her a question that hadn't been previously vetted. She had a complete meltdown. It's becoming increasingly apparent that Hillary was deeply involved in Pizzagate, uh, Bill Clinton as well, John Podesta, his brother Tony, and a host of others. It was almost a DNC op. And I'm convinced because of his role in relation to Julian Assange uh, that they were desperate to cut off the release of these WikiLeaks that were providing further evidence of Pizzagate and the corruption of these uh, high-ranking, high-level players in the Democratic uh, Party, who are all complicit. Uh, I'm now very much disposed to believe that even John Kerry was involved in Pizzagate, lest he, you know, he, 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 his acting in this fashion is so irresponsible. But remember, it goes right up to Barack Obama. Barack Obama is involved in Pizzagate, too. So what we see is a desperate effort by the most corrupt cabal ever to have a significant political power in the United States, trying to save their own ass by trying to delay the vote in some possible fashion that would inhibit Donald Trump from taking power. I think Kurt's right on the money in that regard.
0: That is interesting, Kurt. I mean, as the Pizza Gate gets uh, extra large, if you will, uh, we are seeing a lot of. Um, to <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> as we're seeing the meat lovers pizza gate um, <laughs> unfold between our eyes. Um, this is Kirk, this is beyond the five for five deal that we see at Domino's. I mean, we're literally <laughs> seeing the the pizza gate condors, if you will, of Miley virus, Macaulay Culkin and all their pizza gate affiliation. uh, Katy Perry uh, wearing her pizza outfits and all these things coming out. I mean, mm-hmm. this is disgusting, Kurt. I mean, the the reason, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the reason that mainstream and uh, CNN, the most trusted name of news, is not covering Pizzagate because a lot of these people like Anderson, CIA, Cooper, or anyone on MSNBC is, uh, might have attended the pizza party. Could Could that be a variation of there. truth?
2: They might all be involved or they might know how powerful the people are that are involved and might be scared for their lives to report it. It's one or the other. These are very, very powerful people. You're talking about James Oliphantist, who is just an owner of Comet Ping Pong in Washington, D.C., just a small restaurant being named the 49th most powerful person in Washington. Now, why is that? It's not because of his pizza. It's not because of his ping pong. It's because he's running a child pedophile child trafficking ring out of that restaurant underneath it, which involves the highest, most powerful people in Washington. And he has the dirt on them. So that's why he's the 49th most powerful person in Washington.
0: Kurt, let me get this straight. You're telling me that right now as we speak in Washington, D.C., there is a pizza parlor. Called Comet Pizza, that is a pedophile Comet sex, ping Comet Ping Pong. Excuse me, that is a mm-hmm. pedophile sex ring storefront that mm-hmm. is uh, pretty much uh, grooming and and trafficking the biggest kingpins in the pedo ring in the world. Is that what you're telling me right now?
2: Well, there. This is has ties to the Podesta brothers and James Oliphantus. It came first, it came out in the WikiLeaks emails. We saw different emails regarding this. uh, Hillary Clinton has had fundraisers there as has Barack Obama. Um, If you look at the Instagram account of Comet Ping Pong, they're very disturbing pictures. I think it's been made private now, but a lot of people took snapshots of those pictures. And you can find them on the Internet. You're talking about a little two-year-old girl with her hands taped to a table, um, half-naked little kids, pictures of disturbing art on the wall involving pedophilia Uh, A boom-boom room in the basement where no pictures are allowed. You know, a meat locker in the basement that's empty. And if you look at the picture of it on the Instagram uh, of Comet Ping Pong, there's a comment that says, uh, this is the kill room or something like that. There are pictures of uh, Comet Ping Pong digging uh, a hole through the floor in the basement, supposedly to the Washington underground tunnels that are beneath the restaurant, an abandoned subway. I would think that would be for either escape or for transporting the children. There's a picture of a a small child or a doll with a a price tag on it. It's for sale. It looks like a child, but it could be a doll, but $1,200. And then there's discussions in the comments about it. Very, very, very sick things. It's wow. very okay. obvious there's, there's some sort of pedophilia, child yeah. trafficking, something. And look, uh, how, that ingenious, run out of comet look how
1: ingenious the scheme is. I mean, Comet Ping-Pong, that's an enticement to children. You know, ping-pong, that sounds like something that would be fun. You have this bizarre ore art that is owned by Tony Podesta, for example. It's a body kind of strained backward with no head. You have this image from the from the pizza place. It's like a body backwards that's had its head caught up. It looks as though that is their practice. They kidnap children. They can have them underground through these tunnels before anyone right. knows they're even missing. So you can conduct as extensive a search as you like of the neighborhoods and the whole community. You won't find the children because they're already underground. And this appears to have many dimensions, for example, uh-huh. This uh, little girl, uh, Madeleine McCann, was kidnapped from a right. resort in uh, yep. Portugal yep. back in 2007. And the sketches of the two suspects are virtually identical to John and Tony Podesta. This is completely corrupt. And just for the sake of those who are unfamiliar with the code they appear to have been using, which has been discerned from the study of WikiLeaks emails, hot dog equals boy, pizza equals girl, cheese equals little girl, pasta little boy, ice cream, male prostitute, walnut or nuts, a person of color, map, semen, sauce, orgy. And that makes this particular email all the more disturbing. Obama spent about $65,000 flying in pizza slash dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House. That means he spent $65,000 flying in little, little girls and little boys for a private party at the White House. Wow. This is as disgusting as it gets.
2: Just, Jim, I'll just one more is, comment uh, on that on that email, the one you ahead, mentioned about ahead. Obama right. About ahead, Obama through. flying in the hot dogs. Right. Uh, there, there was a, a sentence at the bottom of it that said, uh, are they going to use the same channels this year for flying them in or something like that. So if you're talking about real food, if you're skeptical and think, boy, Obama really did buy food, you wouldn't have to use channels to get them in. You would call a restaurant and order it. Why would you channels fly pizza? Channels is used for something illicit.
1: Kurt, why would you fly uh, pizza from Chicago? It's not going to be hot. It's not going to be <laughs> I nice. Mean, it's absurd. You, not only this, but wouldn't. the jet It sheds a whole new light on sending his chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, to become the mayor of Chicago.
0: Well, guys, I want to move on, too, because, I mean, I'll tell you, uh, Pizzagate makes Watergate look like a little tea and crumpets party. I mean, we could go on for days on Pizzagate, and we will go on uh, doing another report as this thing gets hotter. But really, I want to get this...
1: Dean, let me just recommend, uh, go go to online, what we know about, hashtag Pizzagate, and you'll get a very nice introduction that runs just over 20 minutes. What we know about Pizzagate, for those who are naive about this, which may be a very large percentage of the public at this point in time.
0: Uh, Absolutely, and and, and so, but I want to get to something that is really trending right now, guys, because um, none of this... Pizzagate or information would come out if it wasn't for one person, and that person is Julian Assange of WikiLeaks, and that person has been missing for well over 30 days now. Uh, there's been no video proof. There's been no credible interviews, audio or video or, or, or cyber or anything of his whereabouts or um, his vitality of being alive. Um I wanna run through some dates here. I took some notes and then I wanna throw it to uh Jim and then get Kurt and then get both of you in on this. But and if you're watching this, you might want to take some notes because this is very key. I, I was researching this all day today because I myself, who's been following WikiLeaks for quite some time now, you know, we're talking about the kingpin of all whistleblowers. It's been Julian Assange of WikiLeaks. So Jot these down. These are some very important dates, and it all stems back to the mysterious deaths around WikiLeaks, and it goes, April 16th, John Jones, Assange's attorney, dies from jumping in front of a train. Now, how, how often does that happen? I mean, what is this, House of Cards on Netflix? Oh, wait, yes, it is. Um, here's another one. May 11th, Michael Ratner, WikiLeaks chief counsel, dies of cancer. You know, coincidental. Uh, July 10th, Seth Rich, uh, DNC staffer, alleged WikiLeaks informant, is murdered from robbery, they said, although his wallet, watch, and specs were intact, no money was taken, nothing to see here, move on. And then we jump into October, kind of the hotbed of the election. The Podesta emails begin, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, then, then, Then it gets really hot, guys. It gets... October 15th, Joe Biden makes his vague threats to Russia, blaming them for WikiLeaks. Now, here's the key. Here's the key. October 15th, why in the hell is Pamela Anderson going to the Ecuador embassy to deliver vegan food for Julian Assange? When if you do research on her, she's part of these spirit cookings, these pizza gates we're talking about. And that's a whole nother show. But here's the key one. October 16th, John Kerry visits the U.K., pressures Ecuador to stop Assange, even speaks to Ecuador president. Dead Man Keys, same day released, on WikiLeaks social media. Assange's Internet gets cut off. Next day, WikiLeaks volunteer tweets, Julian, okay, nothing to see here. That tweet, by the way, guys, now deleted. The next day, 18th of October, Fox News reports Assange to be arrested in hours. Coincidentally, that same day on 18th, Kurt, London Airport, Heathrow Airport, evacuated due to chemical, quote, chemical fumes. They evacuate the airport. On the 21st, a few days later, massive cyber attack in the U.S., if you recall. Same day, heavily armed police are spotted outside the Ecuador embassy, Next day, the 22nd of October, Gavin McFadden, Assange's mentor, key player of the Wiki, uh, WikiLeaks Foundation, dies of lung cancer. Cancer seems to be the theme around here. November 1st, uh, November 5th, excuse me, RT releases Assange interview, heavily edited, doesn't even talk about recent events leading up to the election in the, in the United States. November 6th another huge cyber attack that happens, happens this time it takes down WikiLeaks first time in history it takes down the whole damn thing November 12th recently now don't Swedish. skip over remember the election occurred on the 8th that's, well that's what I'm getting at is there's been no mention of the election from WikiLeaks by Assange at all and where we are now guys is the election's over Assange has no internet no proof of life Swedish prosecutors arrive at the embassy of uh, in London uh, to, to talk to Assange and his lawyers are barred from coming in so where do we start on this and um, is Julian Assange alive is he dead and is the dark elements of the United States CIA controlling WikiLeaks now because I'm I'm, I'm gonna assume they are
1: well, it's very interesting, uh, Dean, that uh, the United Nations had made a ruling that uh, Julian Assange had to be released, freed from, uh, from apparent captivity in the Ecuadorian embassy. The British uh, uh, made an appeal that that not be uh, 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 the conclusion, but their appeal has been rejected. So I think we're now at the moment of truth that because of United Nations intervention that they have to put up or shut up, my fear, of course, is that Julian is long since uh, departed this earth, and they're not going to be able to bring him out into the public domain.
0: That is very interesting. I mean, Kurt, what say you? I mean, uh, is WikiLeaks compromised? Is the whole operation compromised? There's even talks that WikiLeaks was has been getting paid and getting their information from a certain source that cannot be verified. Uh, is this a psyop of all psyops that we've seen? Because um, I'm so baffled. We are like in a spy movie within a spy movie, within a, like, satanic movie at the same time. <laughs> with pizza. Yeah, with pizza. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I
2: think uh, along along the lines of your thinking, I think he's been taken into custody, possibly killed. And, you know, I was following the WikiLeaks email releases Pretty close. I was reading them daily as they came out, and what they did, they released them in batches. And the first, the first phase were the Democratic uh, National Committee emails, and those lasted a while. And then batch two, or phase two, as WikiLeaks called it, were the Podesta emails, and those lasted quite a while. And then uh, a few days before the election, they said, uh, I, I think it was a tweet on Twitter. Phase three starts tomorrow. Uh, Then we never really heard what phase three was about and never really got anything different from phase two. So I think that's where some sort of interruption took place where uh, there was to be a phase three, phase three probably being uh, emails related to Pizzagate or possibly the 33,000 deleted emails by Hillary Clinton that, Some very powerful people did not want to get out. And secondly, uh, there was a thread, I believe it was on Reddit or 4chan. I read uh, within the last week. And what that said was that this person was an employee of WikiLeaks and said that the day the embassy was raided, Assange was taken into custody and every employee, of WikiLeaks was given an NSA letter that required them to not mention anything upon threat of arrest. That
0: uh, That's very interesting, Kurt. I'm sorry, yeah. I, I, I wanted to add to what you're saying, Kurt, because I actually okay. have the quote of what you're talking about. Okay. And this is from the friend of Julian, uh, uh, exactly what you're talking about. He goes on to say, quote, uh, I just went to visit the embassy, all lights apart from the single room where he would usually come out for press conferences. All lights were empty or, or off, and there were no police outside, unquote. So this kind of highlights what you're saying. And, and, and Jim, uh, this is actually kind of terrifying that they could have black-bagged him and completely killed off everybody there like they did on the, the people on those 9-11 planes and just put them in, like, CIA prisons and then uh, gassed them.
1: Well, there weren't any people aboard the 9/11 planes because those were fake flights. But well, we can talk about yeah, that. On what I want to add, is <laughs> this. What I want to add, Dean, is this. All this business about <laughs> fake news is to cover up all the truly important emails that have been released by WikiLeaks and that are being pursued by many other sites. They've listed uh, over 200 that are supposed to be Russian news sites. Uh, One of them, uh, astonishingly, is the very first website I created, AssassinationScience.com. Another is Paul Craig Roberts' website. Another is Fellowship of the Minds by a retired uh, professor whom I know well. Another is VoltaireNet.org, one of the most famous websites in the world. Uh, Zero Hedge, WikiLeaks, WikiSpooks. I mean, it's just completely disgusting. This is a wholesale engagement of the info wars, uh, uh, of which Je- Alex Jones has reminded us so often. It's going on now, and we are participating for the truth and the right and justice. It's unbelievable that the United States has sunk to this level of depravity and deception.
0: I, I, can, I concur, and, and Kurt, I mean, this is one of the reasons you left... Uh, for an undisclosed location in Central America because of the <laughs> depravity that that Jim uh, uh, explains so well uh, and you know you being part of this information war if you will um, what is the end game here what, what what do you expect to see in the upcoming months? Uh, I want to start with Kurt and then I want to finish with Jim on that on that last question here.
2: well I, I agree with Jim on this fake news attack what, what this is? In my opinion, this is the la- last-ditch uh, attempt by the mainstream media to remain relevant. They're trying to knock out their competition. The fake, the saying fake news is the new conspiracy theory, but they're applying it to specific websites that are a threat to them that are taking their viewers and their listeners away because the mainstream media lost much of its credibility and many of its viewers because of its fraudulent election coverage that a lot of people see through now. So they're taking the the censorship angle, trying to do it uh, upon themselves, really, by declaring fake news. Now, what's going to happen in the upcoming months? It's hard to say because we have a Trump presidency taking place, and I don't know if this is going to be any sort of big change or not. You know, I want to believe that Trump is going to do the right thing, but I'm seeing some things from him that make me question whether he'll be any change at all. It's really hard to say.
0: And and Jim, I'll just end with you, Jim. uh, We are now seeing the the, uh, nail in the coffin of the mainstream. Uh, We're seeing a total paradigm shift. The cat is out of the bag. That the irrelevancy of the mainstream. Um, are we on the brink of a the new Civil War? Because any mention of these kind of things in certain areas of the country, people are going to want to fight you, get you fired, and shut you down. Uh, are we seeing the major paradigm shift? Are, is this a new American revolution or civil war, if you will?
1: Well, the fake news has been coming from the establishment, from the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, Particularly egregious MSNBC, they were brought to account with a, with a crash when uh, the Trump won after they'd spent so much time and effort convincing us he was going to lose and that electing Hillary would be a good thing. We're learning that's all wrong. If you want to know reliable news sites, go to those they claim are the Russian-sponsored sites. Those 200 are excellent (laughs) sites, far more reliable and informative than the mainstream. So I think they may have committed a colossal blunder by identifying (laughs) many of the most important alternative news sites. And, Kurt, uh, uh, Dean, we're going to have to include uh, all your good work on Truth Will Out to that list.
0: Well, well, thank you so much. And it, and it is kind of a little humorous how they, they can claim that Ron Paul is a Russian agent and his website is fake it's
1: absurd. news. This is just absurd. <laughs> and the people aren't going to buy it. This is going to blow up in their faces.
0: You know, next thing you know, Kurt, uh, ESPNGo.com is working for the Russians. I heard the, yeah. Uh, this. Uh, but uh, uh, on a serious note, guys, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on uh, Trippy Told Special Report. I think this is one of the most definitive special reports we've done because we've tried to lay it all out for the viewer and the listeners here. And we're going to continue to follow this as it develops because this is so important. It's hard to stay on, but, you know, we're trying to do our best while we still have the uh, Internet and the platform to do so. So I want to thank you. Um, Mr. James Fetzer for joining us, and also Kurt Haskell. You can follow them on all, all, all their great works all over the Internet and uh, while, while they still have it. So thank you guys for joining us, and um, we'll be seeing you guys real soon. Stay tuned.